Welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and this is your oasis for strengthening your mental and emotional fitness, no matter what life tosses your way. I am so excited you're here. Just like you, I wear many hats. I'm a former dentist turned author and serial entrepreneur, currently a mom of two, and a recovering perfectionist. Every week, we'll navigate brave conversations to support your evolution at every season and stage of your life. Raw and unfiltered, we'll explore all the feels as we unpack life's unpredictable moments, from the playful to the painful, the magical and the messy, and everything in between this epic human experience. You ready? Let's dive in. Hello there, Braid Table fam. Welcome to another episode of The Braid Table. If you are new here, I'm your host, Dr. Neetha, and welcome to your destination. Thank you so much for tuning in just to be a little bit more brave. And today we are talking all about brave conversations. Now, I don't know about you, but when was the last time that you just simply checked in on your friends because you wanted to know what their well-being was? Or maybe you had a hunch that something was not going right. And maybe that text message perhaps either saved your life or helped them get a little bit more vulnerable with you. Maybe they shared something really deep that they were holding back or holding in for a really long time, or you just kind of popped whatever was going on with them and they completely let loose. When was the last time that that happened? So my guest today sitting with me at the Brave Table is the one and only Mike Johnson. He is not only the TV personality that you may have seen on The Bachelorette season 15 in 2019, He is also known as an intimacy coach. He is the host of the top podcast called Talking It Out and also the author of the best-selling book, Making the Love That You Want. We sit and we talk about all of his advocacy around mental health and he gets really vulnerable and shares the two people that were his best friends that he lost to mental health challenges. And he's made it such a big proponent of his work that he has these rituals that we talk about as we sit down together on how he checks in with his friends. And I thought that was so powerful because so many times we're thinking, you know, what's going on with us and how can our friends support us? But how are you showing up as a friend? If we want, if you want to be able to attract those friends that are going to be a ride or die or going to show you so much care, support, and love, how are you giving that back? How are you being a good friend? And this is definitely that episode. If you are having trouble with friendship, you are having trouble finding your tribe, finding your posse, finding your soul support. This is that episode to really tune into to see how you can be that beacon of support for somebody else. And what are some of those tools for coping with mental health challenges if you yourself secretly suffer from those challenges. If you are constantly in your head, if you're constantly ruminating about things that you know didn't go as planned or didn't go your way, we get into some really spicy and super real conversations about all of this. And Mike, you're going to love him. He is quite the personality. We totally go into some of our favorite books as we were reading as a child, but also some of the 
things that you can do right now to give value to your friendships. So if this is something that you have been calling forth, well, here is the episode to tune into. I think you're going to get so much value and a lot of fun. I mean, Mike is just a big ball of energy and he just literally brought it to the break table. So we had a lot of laughter as well as some definitely powerful, deep moments. So without further ado, let us bring on the one and only Mike Johnson to the Brave Table. Mike Johnson, welcome to the Brave Table. Thank you for having me at the Brave Table. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doing this. We are. We're, we're doing this. Okay, so take us back before you were like the Mike Johnson you are today. You want to know it all? We want to just know the trajectory the and... Tra- the trajectory. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so went to a bunch of different schools growing up from like elementary on up, lived around the world. You lived around the world? Yes. Okay. I'm a kid until today. I just moved back from Mexico uh, to learn Spanish. Okay. I'm trying to be a renaissance man, right? I see that. I will be a renaissance man. You will There's be. no try, you do. Mm-hmm. And... I grew up in not the best neighborhoods, and uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Dallas. Okay, from Dallas. Then I was after high school, I uh, went to community college. That was BS. And mm. then I told my mom, I said I want to join the military, mm. and so I did. Joined the Air Force. It was pretty cool. You did. Yeah, some fun stuff in there. Okay. Got out of the Air Force after four years active duty. Then joined the Guard in San Antonio. Wow. And then became a financial advisor when I was in the Guard. Wow. And this was when you were, like, traveling in the world and uh, and doing all that as well? Yeah, I just did a lot right there, my bad. No, no, it's uh, okay. I'm going to double-click on the things that we need to go into. No, please do. So I, after leaving the Air Force, after duty and the reser- and the Guard, I became a financial advisor. Did that, did pretty good at that. And then I went on a show called The Bachelorette. You went on The Bachelorette? Yeah. Wow. Okay, wait. Just, we have to unpack that. You were on The Bachelorette. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so the, the, the girl looking for the guys. So you were like one of the 20 guys. I was one of, yeah, I was one of the 30 guys, 30 of us. One of those guys, I'm going to stand out amongst the crowd. I don't care if they look better. My personality, my energy shines better. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> how is, but wait, how, how do you get on a show like that? Uh, is, do you, is there an application? What yeah. do you do? So I never even known of the show prior to going on the show. I never watched it in that. I don't really watch much TV. Okay, what season is this? Because Brave Table fam, we got to look this up. Season 15 of The Bachelorette, Hannah Brown season. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2019. Okay. And then I did like Bachelor in Paradise, then I did another show. Oh, my Uh, goodness. Okay. So did that. I actually, I was with my homeboy when I was a financial advisor. You know, when you, or if you've never, uh, hopefully you've never, when you have like your first love and then you have to go through that process to get over them. Mm -hmm. It was the day that I was like fully done with the crap. I was Mm -hmm. over it. And so you had just broken up? No, we had been broken up for like a year and a half. Okay, so you had been broken up for a year and a like half. Maybe two years, yeah. And your friend was like... No, I came to him. I was, to be quite honest, mm-hmm. I uh, opened my phone and this girl was... Uh, she was trying to have just relations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I threw my phone and <laughs> my homeboy I was like, what's wrong with you? I said, I want more than just some sex. Mm. And my homeboy started laughing at me. He was like, what dude says that? And I said... I kind of trying to go to the next level, you know, mm-hmm. and life, love, everything, relationships. Yep. And after he died laughing at me for like 45 minutes. <laughs> As friends would do. As friends would do. We get off that subject. And then like a few weeks later, he sends me a, I don't even go to Facebook that much. He sends me a Facebook like event. Mm. And it was a casting call for The Bachelor. Oh my gosh. So he yeah. sent you a Facebook event. He sent it to me. 
and I was off work that day that they were having the day that they were having it. I never had watched the show up until this point, so I didn't know what to do. I was financial advisor. I wore a suit to the damn... <laughs> so the inter- casting yeah, call. Yes, the casting call. <laughs> it was like 900 people there, and I... 900 people, and they only picked 30 people. Wow. Well, that's just at one location. They picked 30... It's hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, my God. Throughout the country and Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Germany. We just had a girl from Germany on there. And so they picked like 30 altogether. I think they picked like more than 30. They picked like 100. But then as you get closer, they narrow down even more. Right. And so uh, I go to the casting call. I bring a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh, my gosh. Not yes. because I was trying to impress nobody, just because I thought I would be bored. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted something to read. So I have this so book. So you brought this book. Yeah. By the way, did book. you know this is like the book that my dad used to give me when I was this rebellious teenager at 14 Seriously? and I would throw it in the garbage, throw it in the garbage. I was like, I'm, I do not want to be caught dead reading this book. You know, I can see you being really rebellious. I was so... I can re- see that. <laughs> I was like, why are you giving this to me? Because I was like into, you know, the other books with like, you know, Clueless was just Clueless, out. Shout Clueless. out to the 90s. <laughs> that was Shout like my era. 80s baby though. Come on. I mean, 80s baby too. Are you 80s baby? Yeah. All right. Two. All right. Six. So good. <laughs> there you go. Okay, shout out. So go so, ahead. Yeah. So Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, he the homie. And <laughs> I just was talking to the casting people like I'm talking to you right now. I didn't know that they were, I didn't know their position. I'm just being a good human being, talking to people. Was the book like laid out there? It probably was somewhere around there. It okay. was somewhere, it was on me, on my person somewhere. Okay. I knew it was going to be a great day, though, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm a disabled veteran, right? And there was You're no... a disabled... You're going to throw that out there like that? A disabled well, veteran? Well, there's a reason for it. Okay. Because I have DV plates. That's okay. the reason for it, What's right? the DV plate? Disabled veteran. Oh, like See, that's your, why I your threw license it out there. plate. Yeah, my, okay. my license plate, okay. right? Okay, And so it was at the Houston Aquarium, and there was, like, nowhere to park. And so I pulled into the handicapped spot. Mm. And it was this guy came by an event. He said, hey, are you using this spot? I said, no, I'm good. You can have it. And so he had it parked somewhere. And as I was walking by, it was the gentleman and his son. His son was in a wheelchair. Mm. And I was like, I'm glad I gave him, you know, mm-hmm. obviously he needs it more than I need it. Right. And uh, not all disabilities are physical. I just got to tell people that. Yes. But yes. Uh, Thank you people, for sharing that. Nah, some people, that's a whole nother conversation. Yes. And so I know it's going to be a great day. Me and the dude in the wheelchair, we, started, we were walking up together, chopping up, having a great time. Me and him became great friends. Mm-hmm. And... I just had good energy about it. So you do that interview, you do that casting call, then you do like 10 more over like six month period. I completely forget about it. Mm-hmm. In that time frame, I had watched the episode, one episode. Uh, my friend said, I'm going to be on the show one day. I said, oh yeah, whatever. Your, your friend, the same friend that was like making fun of you? Nah, a different, a different Okay, friend, a different friend. Because okay. uh, I would have been a good friend too, but still. It would have been. <laughs> uh, it was actually, I lived in San Antonio. I was a financial advisor, so I wore suits all the time. I would get home really, really late. And my next door neighbor thought I was an escort. Oh my God. She's like, you're a young black guy wearing a suit. You got like a nice apartment. Why are you always coming home late? I'm like, I escort is what you think? I can't be a doctor? Like, come on. Oh so my goodness. She really got escort. Oh um, wow. Just side story or whatever. I mean. I do all these uh, interviews, these casting calls, sending information, sending pictures, and mm-hmm. I get up on the show. You get on the show. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. Wait, so fast track. I mean, let's let's circle back this, like, the disabled veteran and the plates and you being a disabled veteran. How did that come to be? Just in the military, you know, being deployed, different things take place in one's life to where everything, I mean, 
to be considered a disabled veteran, just you need to have 50% or more mm-hmm. uh, of, what, of what they categorize as. Mm-hmm. Migraines, a person could have, somebody could have sleep apnea, somebody could have PTSD. Wow. There's a whole, a whole host of things. That like a, a lot of mental have. health issues as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, I mean, I don't think I know for a fact that there's a huge opioid epidemic. Yeah. Pandemic within the military. Yep. Because they're just given all of these prescriptions yeah, well, and we're not talking about it. Yeah. What we say is just pencil whipping. Oh, this is what's wrong. You know. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, a lot of people face those issues and mm-hmm. those ailments within the military. Mm-hmm. The 1% also needs help as well with mental health and mental illness. Uh, my, a lot of my homies that I know, I talk to all the time about it's it. It's huge. And I wrote a book in regards to that or a piece of that after The Bachelor. You did? I did. Okay. What was the book called? Making the love you want. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love oh the title of my book. Not gonna lie. I love my title. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on. Break table, fam. Okay. Making the love that you want. Yes. And okay, this came out in what year? This came out World (laughs) Smile Day, October 2nd, 2020. 2020, when the world was going to shit. Yeah, the world was definitely going to shit. Definitely And and this was World Smile Day. And you dropped the book, Making the Love That You Want. Making the Love You Want, yes. After being on The Bachelor. Yes. Yes. Wow. And to date, the book is like changing people's lives. I hope so. I think so. We just found out today that we're top 100 uh, of all time for self-esteem books. What? Self-published, so it's pretty cool to say. I mean, that's such a big congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's you. such a big congratulations. I mean, because talking about mental health and, and talking about, I, I think I want to narrow into what you just said about most people don't have disabilities that are seeable. That are physical, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we overlook, you know, people's struggles. And, Absolutely. All and, the time. And we, like, judge them for maybe the way that they physically appear, but then we just don't know what they're really struggling on the inside. I think that we judge, but I want to change vocabulary terms because people use the word judge in, like, a negative connotation. I think that we observe. Mm-hmm. I think that we... Uh, see and we view and come to our own conclusions of a human being, mm-hmm. whether it's you, someone really successful, someone that's a uh, very attractive individual, someone that's doing a lot of great things in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone could say you have it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they could, you could be struggling internally. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote my book, Making the Love You Want. It's not, has zero to do with The Bachelor. Right. Uh, everything to do with, I feel that we're in a, a pandemic of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in the military, my commander said, don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution. Mm. And I actually created a TV show with a friend of mine in Austin around the exact same topic. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. You are and like multidimensional. This well, is amazing. <laughs> have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? No, not yet. You need to see this. Oh my God. Break table <laughs> audience. See <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once. When you said multidimensional, it made me think of that. Oh my yeah. gosh, everything, everywhere. I know, it's been on my thing. It's, it's been on your to-do list. It's see, been on. see the movie. I'll okay, see okay I'm going to text you afterwards. Uh, done. Done. But to, the, to what you're saying, though, um, I wrote the book because of I feel that we have a mental illness uh, going, a pandemic of that. Mm-hmm. One of my friends had committed suicide. That was really close to me. Mm-hmm. I actually had talked to her two weeks before. Stop. Uh, and then I had some people in the military that committed suicide. And since then, on... Mm-hmm. Uh, in January of this year, uh, someone I was really close to, Chesley Chris, she was Miss USA 2019. Wow. She 
lost her struggle to a mental illness. And her and I, we would do IG lives together around mental illness and things of that nature. And so, really? Yeah, it's crazy. You guys would talk about mental illness. Yeah, and publicly she, and privately, yeah. And she lost her battle to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Now, that's why I don't use the word we judge people sometimes because I think when we say we judge people, we think that there's something negative. Mm-hmm. But we can judge people in a positive light as well. Absolutely. And so I just, that's why I want to change the word because people associate it with negativity, but you mm. can judge positively also. Right. We observe. How we they observe. Are. That's why I prefer observe. Yeah. And so mm. we truly don't know what's going on in someone's life behind mm-hmm. closed doors. And so I wrote the book, Making the Love You Want. To me, it's a toolkit. Mm. Like, go to your favorite chapter, you know, go to a certain passage that you have, and it's supposed to steer you in the right direction at that moment. Mm. It's not like a novel, it's more of a, uh, a journal. Okay, this is a journal. Mm-hmm. So take us through perhaps some of the top three tools that you teach people because this is profound. I mean, I know that, you know, we started the Brave Table because of the pandemic. We started it earlier this year. I had a bunch of kids in, in between that time. And I think it's because we were having brave conversations just around the few people we were having conversations with during our... I mean, that's, that's it right there. You know? That's definitely a, a tool, a, mm. a tip, uh, a gem, as we say in our podcast. Okay. Um, talking it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's definitely a gem right there, just to have brave conversations with individuals mm-hmm. and to know that there's nothing shameful. Mm. And I think that shame and guilt uh, play such a huge part of uh, someone's life. Mm. Uh, someone may feel that they shouldn't be feeling this way. Someone may feel that they should keep everything internal. Yeah. Especially after they may have done what I may say. I may mm-hmm. say, try this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may say, try this, this, and this. And then let's say that person tries those things and it may not help them. So at this point in time, going forward, they're just keeping everything internal. They internalize it mm-hmm. because they think nothing's going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And so in your book and yes. in your podcast... Um, podcast is a little bit different. Okay. Okay. Little podcast is a little bit different, yes. but let's, okay. So let's narrow in on your book because I think that for those who struggle with mental health and you internalize it, or you feel like you're the only one going through things, what are some of the tools inside the book that could probably help them maybe get out of it? Like it would help your, you know, your friend, Chrissy, yeah. right? Uh, you said Chesley. Oh, Chesley. Chesley Christ. Mm. Um, I don't want to speak to her. Uh, mm-hmm. individually, but I would say in the individuals that are facing internal battles. I talk about, I, I did a post on my IG about it because I was pretty passionate and emotional at that at that very moment. Mm-hmm. I would say like, there's somebody else in this entire beautiful world of 8 billion people that is going through the exact same thing, mm-hmm. if not worse, and find your tribe. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge component for find your tribe mm-hmm. uh, because I may be a person on your screen right now that's talking about mental illness. And I've faced my own battles, my own demons, but that's not something that I am struggling with at this moment. So someone listening from their screen may say, I can't connect with that individual. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you may be right. And there's nothing wrong with that, that we may not connect on that's one thing, but there's somebody in this world that you can't connect with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always a component of speaking. Yeah. Hey, this is having brave table conversations. Like, sure. this is how I'm feeling. I don't give a damn about how you view me. Right. I'm looking for my people. I'm looking for my tribe. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I'm single. I know exactly what I want, right? Exactly. I'm looking for my tribe, my queen, my lady. Sing- single ladies, queens. 
<laughs> we might have an application process for you. <laughs> Not at all. I look bad at that. Um, oh, stop. I was just moving yesterday. But to that point, look for your tribe. Don't go silent. Okay. I did a TED Talk recently. Mm. TED Talk was a correlation between mental health and sexual health. Oh, wow. There's a line I say in there. Don't quit the game. Don't go silent. Don't go cold. Mm-hmm. And... I can't emphasize enough how much I mean those words. Mm. Like, do not quit the game. Don't go silent. Don't go cold. And not every single person has to know exactly. They don't have to feel what you're going through. Right. But it's imperative. It's important that you search. Mm. You seek out. Right. uh, Because you are not alone in this world. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And when you were going through some of your dark times with Mm -hmm. mental illness, do you think that there was like a recurring theme that kept coming up? That's a great question. Um, for me, I think that I've never uh, thought of it in this aspect, but for me, I felt that it was like I was losing something that I was comfortable with. Mm. Mm. And uh, I heard this somewhere. They say, don't let a temporary feeling uh, have a, a lifetime effect. And so, yeah. And then, I mean, for me, so I'll tell you this, something that I do with my friends and I, uh, and this is pretty cool. I like sharing this because as a black male, we have stereotypes about people that may think of us that we're yeah. not sensitive in X, Y, Z regard. Mm-hmm. But like the first few days of every single month, we do a check-in. And I know your friend Cody hates this. <laughs> so I'm going to talk shit about Cody. We love um, you, Cody. <laughs> Shout out to Cody it. Sanchez, <laughs> her mutual girlfriend. Um, <laughs> she hates audio messages, like, with a passion. She hates it. Like, it's, it's funny to me. When I'm, I'm like, I'll right. just do video messages to her because at least she could, like, see, you know. That's the do same that. exact thing. You got to like, try it. I, Come on, man. I, I might be on the toilet when I'm talking to a friend or whatever. They don't need to see all that. <laughs> but the first few days of every single month, my friends and I will do a check-in. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? How's your mental? How's your chicken? Or how your money doing? You know, how's your right. finances? How? So you're getting into all of the. Yeah, we go deep, you know, and it's just like a, it's a check-in, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a it's a voice note. It's, it's it's a voice note. Okay. I, I, I particularly don't like using the phone that often. Right. Unless it's ringing for some money to come in. Listen, but, voice notes are the best thing ever. ever. I know. Like ever. I, I know. I listen to it. I want to listen to it, then I can go back to it. Exactly. So, it's great. Except for iMessage. They like delete after two times. Yeah, like, I know. I might so. be busy and no, yeah. forget it. No, it's so true. Um, we use Signal. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. shout out Signal for whatever reason. <laughs> but we do that. And it's really helpful. It's mm-hmm. truly helpful because my friends and I, we, I don't like yes men at mm-hmm. all. I want you to be honest and real and, to me and tell me, like this past, it's the beginning of June right now. This mm-hmm. past one that we just had, I kind of came to one of my homies. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? You oh, called yeah. them forward? Yeah. Okay. You, you, what are friends for? Yeah. Like, what are friends like, for? good friends yeah. are not afraid to call your ass on your shit. Exactly. To call you forward or call you out, whatever you want to say. And what did you say to this person? It was just about him and uh, he's, all my friends are fathers. I'm like the only one out of father. Okay. <laughs> and I just had some conversations about him being a father. Mm. And just wanted to tap in with him and check in with him on some things. And mm. like, and come at him and come and combat him. And so you, I don't care what no one says. If you're friends with someone, if you're truly good friends and have respect mutually, mm-hmm. mutually respect, I need to respect you and not just curse you out. Right. You need to be able to handle that and know that I love you and I care about you. Mm. So That it's coming from a place yeah, of love. Yeah, it's coming from a place of care, love, yeah. uh, concern. Uh, and if, if you're not going to do it, 
Who is going to do it? Exactly. It's and, like, if we're friends, we're friends now? Yeah, we're friends. Do I got a booger in my nose? Oh, boy, I would tell you. You would, exactly. I would so tell you. And friends if there is, a, as a former dentist in me, I would totally tell you if there's something in your teeth. And we're not friends if you can't tell me something's in my teeth. We're just not. Good. That's a great smile, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. But we're good. World <laughs> Smile Day. We're good, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's what my friends and I do. But I would say these tips are things that we all know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get really amped up about this, so I'm trying not to. But get amped up about it. We're on the woo! table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, working out, those endorphins, they truly, truly, truly help. Mm. I will say, though, these three things aren't going to be the end all be all. Right. I think that we live in a day and age where we want the quick fix, we want the, you know, the, the pill, mm-hmm. pop it, and we're good to go, right? Yep. I, I can't emphasize that enough either, but talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about what's concerning you. So this is why my friends and I have these conversations that we do have. And do you think you need to be feeling safe? Because a lot of times, if they're new to the tribe, maybe they don't want to share things. Because they're like, am I going to get judged? Mm -hmm. Are they going to look at me differently? Is this a safe space? So how can you expedite that so that you can drop in even faster with a new friend that you just met? I'm going to answer this with our mutual friend, Cody. Okay, cool. Uh, what Cody always talks about in terms of business and investing mm-hmm. is that she talks, everyone knows this, this woman loves this stuff, right? They know her. Mm-hmm. That's all, all she talks about, right? Yeah. And people come to her with ideas left and right, and they feel comfortable coming with her with ideas. So if I'm talking about loving yourself more, self-love, my book is about it, uh, I was known on TV for it, I uh, created a TV show about it, then people feel like they can DM me. Mm-hmm. And we chop it up, we talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. We really do. I just had a friend. She lost her battle to fuck cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry. And mm. I'll never forget her. I'll never forget her. She, uh, mm. When we met each other, she just burst out into tears. And I was like, oh, God, what's going on? We were at a Post Malone concert. And I almost started crying. At a Post Malone? Yeah, I'll never okay. forget it. We were in Dallas. And, um, and she mm. just opened up to me, you know, because it's something that I always talk about. So I feel that that is an advantage I do have. But for those individuals that may not talk about it constantly 24-7, I think it's okay that if you have a new friend to be direct and succinct, if you have a new friend that comes in, it's okay to just let them listen mm-hmm. so that they know how you guys communicate, mm-hmm. how you guys convene with one another. Right. And so you could say everything right until you're blue in the face, but at the end of the day, it's within that person to come forward. Right, right, exactly. And to not be ashamed. Yeah. Because when two people are ashamed and so scared of being vulnerable, that's kind of when you have this lack of sharing because one person's afraid that the other person is going to judge. And then we go back and forth. And what you're saying, it's kind of like, bring it. No, it's, it's what exactly what Brene Brown says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vulnerability builds bridges. Yeah. It truly does. If you're at the end of your rope, at the end of your line, at the end of your road, hmm. be vulnerable. Let that bridge go across. Hmm. And then you can meet that person halfway or shit. If it's me, I'm you vulnerable with me, let me know. I'm going to go across the bridge back to you. You know, I'll pull you wow. through. And so courage is a big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's courage in asking your boss for a raise. There's right. courage in stepping out and becoming an entrepreneur. There's courage in telling your lover, your partner, your family member, your mom, your dad, I need this. I desire this. Mm-hmm. Everything is on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Everything's on the other side of courage. And so that's what you have to have. And once you do get to that other side and things aren't going the way that you desire, the way that you need, mm-hmm. there's your tribe out there. You got to go find it. You got to go find them. And don't be afraid to, like Mike saying, put yourself out there. Because I think when you're putting yourself out there, you can see if that's going to be your tribe or not. 
Absolutely. You know, 100%. you just asked me if you had a booger in your nose. I could have been like, I'm not going to tell him that. And then I'm like, shame, I tried. She's like, you're going to walk away. <laughs> like, you're oh, not going to give me a voice me. note. Yeah, she's not for me. No, no check-ins with you. No check-ins. No, check-ins. no monthly check-ins. <laughs> but I love this idea of a monthly check-in, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that if we can all find those, what, two, three, four friends. Yeah, two, three, four. I don't like having too many. There's friends that I, I call friends, like, there's tiers. Okay, the tiers of friends. Okay, tell us about that. Do you not have a, a tier group? Oh, I have tiers. Yeah, you got to have, have tiers. tiers. I, I don't care how rude it sounds. It's just, no, it, no, no, it's no, you got to have is. tiers. And I don't care how rude it sounds because there's so much energy expelled. You can't Absolutely. give your time to every single individual. Absolutely. That comes from a place of love. If, I wanna, if you're my top tier friend, mm-hmm. I want to be able to be there for you no matter what. Right. Like, my sister, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to answer the phone. Oh, like, yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. One, she's my sister, my only, she's only my sister. sister, and then two... She's my top tier group, you know? Yeah. And so top tier group, we talk, we chop it up, you know, every time. But then my second, third level, they can always hit me up. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely hit them up. I do hit them up when when they come to my mind. Right, you know? right. Leaving on voice notes. I might text them. Okay. Know, I might give them actual text. Okay. But the inner, inner circle gets these like the three voice people. notes. The three people. They get, a, they get a voice. So they get a voice note. And for you listening... Can you identify one to three people that you are so committed in, that you are willing to check in on them every month? Because I think that this is such an important conversation around mental health. Hello there, loves. I just wanted to take a quick moment here. As you've all heard me talk about navigating intense, tough, and sometimes just sucky human moments before. Now, as the queen of grit and resilience, there are those situations in life that just remind us that despite our best efforts, that life has its own plan sometimes. And honestly, we're just human at the end of the day. Nope, we can't control it all. And if you feel like you're always trying to, I see you love. As a recovering type A perfectionist, I too was once needing to feel certain and in control about just about everything. Because honestly, everything around me was just falling apart. And the thought of any uncertainty would literally heighten my anxiety levels. So I totally get it if you are the type who feels the need to have a handle on everything. But it's just not possible. So what do you do? What I've discovered is that although you can't control what life tosses your way, you can control how you bounce back from the suck. So to help you out, I put together a super fun quiz that will help you find out your audacious, resilient archetype is... How resilient are you? So it only takes 90 seconds to complete and it'll tell you so much about how you bounce back from those sucky moments, plus give you some tools that you need to help strengthen your bounce factor so that you can not only handle the stress, the overwhelm, and honestly, just about anything that comes your way. So check it out. See how high your bounce factor is at bouncefactorquiz.com. Go ahead there to take my free quiz today bouncefactorquiz.com get your results and the resources that you need to level up and now let's get back to more juicy goodness in this episode we've been through so much in the last few years yeah we have and I just want to say even for you that's a lot of loss like a lot of loss for people committing and and taking their own lives it's part of life (laughs) I mean it's part of life but how have you been able to process all of that it's a lot uh, I think the best way that I've been able to process is to, uh, you know, I, I think as human beings, we're so selfish mm-hmm. in terms of like when you love someone. Mm-hmm. Like I heard this in some book that I may have read. It's like a flower. If you find a beautiful flower, don't pick the flower. 
Mm. Admire the flower. Be happy that you have it for that time being, that you saw it for that time being. And so mm. that's what has helped me the most is just knowing that this person chose to spend time with me. Yeah. Literally, legit. Mm-hmm. You chose to spend time with me mm-hmm. on the brave table. And so I appreciate that. And so mm-hmm. that's how I look go throughout life is just knowing that I had good experiences with you. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Maya Angelou, people may forget what you did, but people never forget how you made them feel. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's literally how it is for me. And then also, I give myself grace. I love myself. I know that grace is a huge part of that. Yeah. You have to realize there is nothing that I could have done more for that person. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's within that individual to come out and speak out and reach out. Right. And also, I'm not perfect, right? I'm human. And so I did go through my spell of like, man, this sucks. This is hard. Shared my tears, uh, felt that pain, let myself feel it, allowed myself to feel it instead of consume and pile more and more work on it mm-hmm. or use some type of X, Y, Z to make myself feel better, whether that's food, ice cream, raising canes <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. or something else, right? <laughs> right. Just talk about it. I'm not afraid of talking. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of saying, hey, this is how I feel right now. And just be really direct. Yeah, I'm a very direct person. <laughs> yeah, that's good. This is how I feel. So that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Going to work out. So you have your outlet to like release some of that energy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then uh, knowing that those individuals or that person, they don't want you to suffer. Mm-hmm. They truly don't want you to suffer. They want you to uh, give the love that you gave them and to those that you've encountered in the world. Right. And so that's how I look at it. I have a very positive outlook on that. Mm-hmm. It is heart-wrenching to go through, mm-hmm. but it's part of life. And even just as you're talking and as you're sharing, I feel like, you know, what's coming to me is you wrote this book about mental health mm-hmm. and you had your own struggles with mental health. And it's almost like the energies that you were attracting, these people struggled with their mental health. Now it almost adds to the fuel to the work that you do and how you show up in the world. I love the, the way you said that, how you show up in the world. I agree with that. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking to some of the homies and we talked about that. I call one of my best friends. He's an angel on earth. Mm-hmm. And my friends and I were really spiritual. And we talk about like, they'll tell you how they feel like what you are, mm-hmm. uh, what your purpose, not you individually, but like yeah. your purpose in life. And so they feel that I do attract those individuals to push them that much further along mm-hmm. the way. And for their own healing. For their own and... healing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, I've seen death quite often. I'm not saying like anything of that nature, but right. I've seen it quite often. And so I don't know. To me, it's just a, it's a part of life. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you say it's a part of life because you've encountered it so much. Yes. And also you're kind of like, well, this is just like people have come in my sphere and maybe you are the last thing they experience before they go off. And what I want to say to people who are listening who have probably encountered something similar to Mike or who attract a lot of friends who maybe need a little bit more from you or maybe you're the one that's the healer inside of your group or you're the one that's the advice giver, maybe you're attracting that too because they feel really comfortable with you and to really lean into that. And it's not just a bad thing. It just, like Mike's saying, like you're saying, you just have to have your own emotional regulation practices or your own mental health practices so that you're fueling yourself up. I mean, you have your books. You can always look through that and work out. Well, I mean, it's the... (laughs) Like you live and body and breathe that. 100%. You know, the cool thing about writing a book, people that have written a book always, we know that you become like a SME to others, Mm -hmm. subject matter expert to others when you're not necessarily the SME of all SMEs. Right. You're not the subject matter expert of all experts. Cody could write a book on investing, but she's not the best investor in the entire world of living, Mm -hmm. right? 
And so the people on the other side that have done these things still need outlets, still need someone to talk to. Absolutely. We all do. Mm -hmm. We all do. So I want to like shift gears a little bit because now you're known as this global world coach. I I don't give myself that credit. You don't give yourself that credit? (laughs) Not at all. So take us through how you work with people now and how did you get into, you know, this work? This work that you're discussing is intimacy coach. Mm -hmm. And so the way I got into it, life events take place. I was sexually molested as a child. You were? Yes. Oh, wow. uh, How old were you at this point? Five, six. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I grew up with our women, my mom, my sister, my grandma. And I joined the military and I became a victim's advocate. Mm -hmm. What a victim's advocate is you go through training uh, to where if someone has been sexually taken advantage of, they can call you and you pick up that phone no matter what. Wow. And uh, I was the only male on the entire base, quite a big base. Wow. And so I was just there for people. And then my ex and I, we had a miscarriage. Oh, I'm so sorry. And Mm. I was like trying everything. Mm -hmm. She was trying everything. We were trying everything. Mm. And I was like, let's go see a sex coach. She was like, nah. And I was like, yeah. And then we went. <laughs> right. And then we went. Change your life. And, no, it didn't work. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. okay. It didn't work. I don't think it worked because, like, you, for something to work, you got to be all in. Right. That's a gym right there. For something to work, you got to be all in. You got mm-hmm. to really go into it. I can't say I want to be an NBA and practice once a month. You got to be all in. True. That didn't work. And then after we broke up, after some time, like two years or whatever, three years or whatever, I was like, you know, I really like sex. I really like learning about people. Mm -hmm. I really like to not have this happen again in a relationship. In a relationship. Yeah, I want to be able to, if we have a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to communicate and get through that, Mm -hmm. you know, communicate together. So effective communication. And so uh, I appreciate it. And so I was like, let me learn more about this. And so I went up to the Institute in San Antonio Mm -hmm. called the Sexology Institute. Mm -hmm. And I started taking like, I would pay for like, classes or whatever. And then I said, let me become certified in this. And so I did Amazing. become certified in it. And Amazing. And what is your work as a you know sex intimacy coach? How do you work with couples? Or how is it that you now help their breakdowns through sex coaching? There's a million different ways. I work with individuals and I work with couples. Okay. I start where they are. Mm. I would say that. I start where you are. And we go from there. And where do you think most couples or most individuals are at when they come to you? First word comes up is lost. Lost. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> good. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a very taboo, very touchy subject depending on, you know, where they're at in their version and their vision of sex in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it shouldn't be, right? It's such a taboo. It, it, it shouldn't be taboo. Even if you're uh, what we call dead bed, like... What does that mean? Dead is, uh, it's normally associated with lesbians, but it can be for uh, all types of homo or heterosexual couples. Oh, like they're not fully out of the No, dead bed is when you aren't having any physical sex whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, dead bed or whatever. And Dead bed is when you're not having any sort of sex at all? Correct. With your partner? Yes. Okay. Dead bed, yes. Mm. And there's all kind of terms. Like, it shouldn't be a taboo thing at mm-hmm. all because we all came from either assimilation or sex. Yep. Those are the only two ways that all of us have got here today. Right. And so something that we have all have in common, so why, 
why is it taboo in this country? Mm -hmm. I lived in Europe for a while, and it's not taboo in other parts of the world. Right. I mean, in France, there it's definitely out there. Yes, yeah, definitely talked about. Right. Like, 100%. how do you like certain things? How can I be better? Right. It's a communication with your partner there. You effectively communicate. I'm gonna get my girl the world mm. in all kind of ways. Right. And so, I don't know why we have a communication issue. I think it is to do with uh, pride. Mm -hmm. to do with, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I know I don't feel good, but I don't know what to tell you. And so therefore you come to see someone like myself. Mm -hmm. Let's work through those things. Let's get to where you want to go. Mm. Let's see what you've done up to this point. Wow. And do you find that there's conflict or is there shame in the couple that's coming to you? I've actually had more individuals than I've had couples. Okay. Yeah. And okay. they come for all sorts of reasons. So, I mean, you imagine it is happening. Wow. Really your craziest, wildest imagination I've heard before and it's taken place before. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's shame. For other people, they just want to try some freaky shit. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people, they're scared. Mm. Maybe it's scared to date someone. You know, we mm -hmm. live in a cold, cold world. It's too vast to make it succinct, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. People come for all reasons. Couples, singles, throuples, so many different reasons that people come to see a sex coach. Wow. Wow. And so for that journey, when they've spent time with you, what are they able to see in themselves? Like before they're working with you and then after when they've become That's a, a whole question. new different person and you're question. like, all right, fly, you know, fly with your newfound wings. That's a beautiful question. Uh, standing up straight, confidence, they love themselves more. They're loving themselves more. Mm-hmm. So are you saying because they're loving themselves more, they're able to give more in relationship? Able to do more for others. If you're continually, if I continue to pour, thank you for the water, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm just not seeing. <laughs> if I continue to pour this water into your glass and continue to do for you, I'm going to be empty-handed. There's an article that says marriage isn't for you. I forget mm -hmm. the author, so my apologies, homie. Yep. Marriage isn't for you. Yes. Ooh, that's it bold. It says marriage isn't for you. Okay. And what they mean by that is continue to give to your partner. Mm-hmm. Because your marriage, you're supposed to give to your partner. But then if, they, if you get someone that continues to give to you mm. and you guys are giving to each other, it's just continuing beautifully blossoming. Mm -hmm. So that's what they mean by marriage for you. He just said that title because it's very... It's a clickbaity. Yeah, it's clickbaity, very mm -hmm. much so. And so, uh, mm. but the article is amazing. And that's what I found that people are lacking the most, just loving themselves more, knowing how to, whether it's speaking up for yourself, mm -hmm. whether knowing what you're desiring or what you want or what you want to learn or what about your body, because right. there's so many different topics I can go mm -hmm. into. It's normal. It's okay. But then I'll say, what's normal anyway? Mm, so there's, again, there's the lack of judgment, negative or positive. Mm -hmm. But you're coming from a place of acceptance. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I say unless, because they're doing something illegal. Mm -hmm. I, don't, we don't, I don't accept that whatsoever. But again, there's so many vast subjects I can go into with mm -hmm. this topic. But I come from a place of, I have one mouth, two ears. Right. Let me listen to you first. So be open to listening. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. Okay, as we have a few more minutes in our lovely time together, we're going to transition into our igniting round. You ready? That's it. Okay, so what does it mean to be brave? What does it mean to be brave? To be courageous in every conversation, every step that you take forward. Mm. And what is a practice or a ritual or a book that's elevating you right now? I'll say my favorite book ever of all time is The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph D.D. Murphy. Oh, okay. The Power of the Conscious Mind. The Power of, the power of Your Subconscious Mind. Subconscious Mind. Mm. And what word describes the season of life? My boo thing is near. Oh! 
<laughs> there you go. She is near. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My boo thing is there. You're calling her in. That's it. You are calling her in. Absolutely. Mike Johnson. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Now, where can we get more of you? Because we're just giving everybody a taste. Just this is so much fun. We have to do this. Mike session. underscore Johnson on IG. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. IG. IG where you find me. All right. DM, connect, all the things. Thank you or so I'll much. say my podcast. It's Talking It Out. Talking B, It Out. Talking It Out B and Talking It Out B as ambassador in the nation. Oh, I love that. Talking It Out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll link everything in the show notes so it'll be very clear on where to find Mike and get more of his essence. Thank you so much, Brave Global Fam. We'll see you soon. All right, fam. I feel like Mike Johnson is one of those people that you totally want to have in your friend circle. Like, or you may be that person in your friend circle where you are the one that wants to be able to check in and connect with your friends. And this is a beautiful reminder that we can actually like block out the time in our calendars to send a text message. Send what I really love is like sending people voice notes because A, it's easier. I can do it when I'm walking. And it also shows that like, you know, you were thinking about somebody and they don't have to respond back right away. So you're giving them the beauty and the freedom to respond whenever they need. So I really love that. I also love sending, you know, video voice notes. So if you're a video voice note kind of person, yep, shout out and love to you. But if you want to check out Mike's podcast, I mean, he's so amazing and follow all the work that he's doing. It is talking it out. So talking it out wherever you get your podcasts from. And he is Mike underscore Johnson. That's J-O-H-N-S-O-N on IG, the one and only Mike underscore Johnson. And his book, Making the Love That You Want. I love it. It's called Making the Love You Want. I'm going to link it below in the show notes. It is an international bestseller. You can grab that on Amazon. And if you want to follow along Mike's journey, he definitely checks his DMs. So go ahead and send him a DM on Instagram. I mean, if this was that episode to spark, how are you showing up in your friendships? What friendships are you longing for and calling in into your life? I'm going to link below a couple of episodes that I think would be so incredible to spark that journey of friendships and relationships and relationship building. Because a lot of times we haven't even done the work to see who do we want in our soul posse? Who are we attracting in our lives right now? What kinds of energies are we attracting and and maybe some of the lessons that we need to learn. And so it's also a little beautiful exercise that we can do on ourselves. And you guys, I just shared a few weeks ago that my book is coming out. I'm so excited to share that with you all. That sucked. Now what? And if you wanted to take the quiz to check out what your bounce factor is, go ahead and you can take the quiz at bounce factorquiz.com. That is bouncefactorquiz.com. And if you love this episode, the way that you can support the show from growing and expanding into other people and giving them the courage and the bravery to step out of their comfort zone, go ahead and share this episode with them. And we love, love, love your reviews. So keep them coming. You can go ahead and submit your reviews on Apple and iTunes. We would so, so appreciate that. I know. And thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have other pods that you can definitely tune into. We love having you come back week after week. And if you do write a 
review this week, we would love for you to submit it and claim your free gift. I will send you a free gift for writing your review. Thank you so much and have an incredible week, weekend, and don't forget to be just a little bit more brave. Oh,